skin is individual, it needs to be treated as such. The body's individual needs to be treated as such. Come, same thing with supplements, same thing with diet, same thing with mindset. Everything needs to be individualized to the person. And so when it comes to skincare, it can't be this like generalized one size fits all approach to acne. You need to pick and choose the things that work and feel best for your skin. You're listening to the Well Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's menstrual cycle educator, natural fertility coach, and daytime mermaid. This is a place where we discuss all things periods, poo, ovulation, fertility, and sex. Join me weekly as we rediscover our menstrual cycles, unlock its superpowers, and guide you back into your cyclical nature. This is episode 201 of the Well Woman podcast. Now, today on the show in this episode, I am chatting with Meg Gage, and we are talking all about hormonal acne, hormonal acne, birth control, and your cycle. In this beautiful chat with Meg, we dive into how do we get hormonal acne? How do we know if we have hormonal acne? The detoxification pathways that contribute to acne, where acne can appear on your face and how we can know whether it's linked to hormones or not, along with how hormonal birth control contributes to acne. Why do I get acne when I come off hormonal birth control and how the hell can I stop that from happening? We talk about skincare. We talk about supplementation and all the things you need to know about hormonal acne, your cycle, and vibrantly healthy skin. Now, Meg, who is our beautiful guest today, is a holistic nutritionist and acne expert, hence why I've asked her to chat about this topic with us, but she personally suffered with her own hormonal acne journey for over a decade. After trying everything under the sun and spending thousands on things that didn't work, she took control of her own health, went to nutrition school and healed herself. Her programs, the Get Glow Method, was born out of what she so desperately needed when she was going through this journey. And it's a truly holistic approach where we We'd look at the aspect of acne healing, taking into account internal, external, and mindset. She's helped over thousands of women worldwide get clear, balanced, and acne-free skin, both physically and mentally. This is a really jam-packed episode. You want to have your pen and paper out so you can take some notes if you personally experience what you think is hormonal acne. This is going to guide you into having glowing, beautiful, vibrant skin. Meg, welcome to the Well Woman podcast. Thank you for having me. You are so very, very welcome. We're going to be talking about such a cool topic today, acne and all the things to do with skin. And I think so many menstruators like want the answers to all of these questions around acne. So I'm really blessed that you're here to share all of your beautiful wisdom. Now tell us as we jump in, what day of your cycle are you on and how are you checking in today? How are you feeling in this moment? I'm on day four um, and I'm just feeling a little fatigued, a little slower. So I'm just kind of taking it easy, going with the flow. I did a nice long walk and meditation and just going to make a really like warm, nourishing meal for myself for dinner. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Now tell us while we're talking about, you know, self-care, who are you and how did you become this expert on skin and acne and healing acne and working through the challenges of acne? Who is Megan? How was this, how you became to be this expert in skin? Yeah. So I suffered with like more than a decade long journey with acne myself. And I was put on hormonal birth control pill at 12. That was just the only option given to me. I'd had maybe two of my own natural bleeds. And then I stayed on it for 10 years, not understanding or having any information about the impact it had on me. 
Um, and when I was 22, about 10 years later, my body was just intuitively saying like, get off this. I, I don't want to be on it anymore. And I had no idea that I had to do prep work or supplements or anything like that. I came off cold turkey after a decade and my skin just exploded and, and the worst cystic hormonal acne it was all over my face, all over my back, all over my butt. Uh, it was something unlike I had ever experienced before. And that just led me on this. I think it was four years of trying absolutely everything from, you know, that classic antibiotics, derm approach um, to nutritionists and naturopaths and traditional Chinese medicine practitioners and acupuncture and supplements and skincare and lasers and estheticians and nothing worked. And I was spending thousands and thousands of dollars. My mental being well being was, you know, in the toilet, I was super depressed, I wasn't going out, I didn't want to be in relationships, I didn't want to be social, it was kind of just overtaking my entire being. And, at, you know, four years later, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm sick of this, I need to take control of my own health. You no, know, everyone's telling me different things, and none of it's working. So I enrolled in the Institute of Holistic Nutrition, I learned as much as I could about the body, how many connections it could be, my mind was just very blown with, you know, the gut, the liver, the hormonal systems and how they're impacted by hormonal birth control. And I also had known, obviously going through this and doing so much research that skincare played a really big role, but mindset played an even bigger role. I needed to learn to love myself again, get rid of those negative feedback loops. So once I cleared my own skin and I graduated, it obviously became very natural to then create a program and do the same thing for clients. And I've been doing that for four years and I have helped like thousands of clients worldwide at this point. Oh, I love a good story about how people follow their passion and that passion has become, you know, something that was, was a challenge. That's now something that you just see so much light in and you're able to help others through those challenges. So thank you for sharing. That's so beautiful. Um, definitely resonate with you when you said like, you didn't want to be in a relationship. You didn't want to go out. I know when I was younger, I went cold Turkey off the contraceptive pill after 12 years. And I went on it quite soon. I don't know the exact time frame, but quite soon after I started menstruating, um, for no other reason, apart from like, don't fall pregnant. This is, you know, the scare right. tactic. This is the best way to not have a baby as a teenager. And, um, yeah, I went cold Turkey. Thankfully I didn't break out so dramatically. I did have definitely, definitely had acne, but wasn't like a super bad breakout, but that coming off cold Turkey thought was definitely something that I resonated with and feeling really self-conscious about not wanting to go out, not wanting to be seen. I used to carry makeup in my pocket so that, you know, I could just, you know, quickly put a bit of concealer on if I needed to. It feels like a lifetime ago. So how do you feel now before we dive into the topic of acne? Like, how does your life feel now that you've like discovered this, as you call it, the get glow method to like having balanced and glowing skin naturally? The mindset part, I think, which is what we're talking about that, you know, that feeling of self-consciousness, no confidence, that kind of thing. Like that to me, I, I call it just like you're chained by your acne. So you're mentally changed and physically changed. And so my goal with clients is, and myself was to get this concept of like acne freedom where those no longer hold you back anymore. And I'm not going to lie. It's hard and constant work to re-loop and rewire the brain into these more positive feedback loops, right? When we have acne and we've had it for since we were 12 and we're in our late twenties, those are really 
really strong connotations and, you know, negative feedback loops that we're dealing with. So to kind of get there and do those things like journaling and meditation and affirmations, it is such a freeing thing to get to that stage, but also understanding that we have to be gentle and kind with ourselves on that journey and that looking at skin holistically means not just doing one or the other. You have to have the proper skincare. Yes, you have to get to the root cause and figure out your triggers, but you also have to connect them with dealing with the mental health side of things, getting your confidence back. Because as we know, if we're just constantly stressed, we're going to increase inflammation, we're going to break out more, and we're going to be stuck on that hamster wheel. So, you know, having all those tools has changed my life profoundly. I'm a completely different person than I was. And I get to now facilitate those transformations. And when I, you know, meet a client on zoom versus our six month follow-up, their energy is different. Like every single thing seeping from their pores is different. And that's the goal of my program is yeah, I want to get you clear skin, but I also want to make sure that you're like having food freedom, acne freedom, feeling amazing in your own skin, even if you have scars and acne here and there, right? That's normal at the end of the day. Mm, That's so powerful. And I love that you mentioned that it's not just about having clear skin, it's everything that goes with it. And it really is like that whole lifestyle approach, not just like one, one way. And I think a lot of people think, oh my God, I've got to break out of my face or something's happening. And so they think, oh, if I put something on the skin, that's going to stop it. Right. But acne comes from within and you've li- like shared a little bit about your approach to acne, but tell us what is your approach to acne? And if someone's listening to this and has, whether it's just basic acne or chronic acne, and I know there's lots of different types of acne, but what is your approach to, to acne and people experiencing acne? Yeah. So I have a three-pronged approach. Um, It basically is getting to the root of why you're breaking out. So what are your root causes? Is it, is it gut? Is it liver? Is it hormones? Did you just come off, you know, medications like spironolactone, Accutane, and it's flaring up again because you didn't, it was a band-aid solution. You know, we use supplements and nutrition to heal all of those imbalances that are causing the acne internally. Then it's external. So it's proper skincare, non-pore clogging skincare, making sure we're dealing with the topical um, impact acne has, which they both really matter. And then it's mindset. So again, that's that trifecta of healing. We have to believe in the process. We have to believe in the body's ability to heal. We have to be kind to ourselves. We have to be patient. Natural healing takes time. It's not a magic pill. We have to work at it. And so you have to have that mindset component too, because I can give you as many supplements as I want to heal something. But if your mindset's not in it and you're telling yourself how much you hate yourself and how this isn't going to work every day, it's not going to work. And I think not enough people give acknowledgement to the mindset when they think of skin health, right? A hundred percent. It's it's also the work that like people, people will take supplements and skincare, no problem. They'll do it but they get so testy about doing the work, the the mindset work, the journaling that I give them. And I always say, this is the most important part of the program. It's more important than the supplements and skincare. Mm. So, and they, they, once they do it, they become, you know, not addicted, but like obsessed with how they feel on it. So it's just like a a no brainer. They're going to always do their journals because it's given them this beautiful light freedom Mm, And mindset really does do that. And I, I love the saying, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make the horse drink. And it's like, you can give all the, the things you can do, like the food and the external tropical stuff. But 
if you don't have the right mindset to apply that long-term, you just, you know, you're in a vicious cycle, like you said, a hamster cycle. So tell us, Meg, what are the most, you know, common things you see with acne? Like what are the causes of acne? And I know there's lots of different types of acne. So for people listening, they might know not know this. They might just think, oh, there's either just acne or a blackhead. Um, so a multifaceted question, but what type of acne is there out there? And what causes it? And does acne have anything to do with the menstrual cycle? Because I feel so like, oh my God, I've got hormonal acne. And I'm like, you do realize your body produces over like 40 different hormones (laughs) and you can't just blame your hormones all the time. So what firstly, what type of acne is there out there? Yeah. So there's basically like, if we're just doing super simple, there's inflamed versus non-inflamed. So non-inflamed would be blackheads, closed comedone, stuff like that. And inflamed would be more cystic, nodular, um, more of those big, painful guys. And most people have both. Uh, some people, I would say non-inflamed is more skincare related than inflamed. But um, yeah, that's if we're just kind of looking at it in a general sense, the most common things that I see are definitely like detox pathways being sluggish. So we have five organs of elimination. We have the bowels, we have the liver, we have the lymphatic system, we have the kidneys and we have the skin. So the skin is an organ of elimination. So when those other four are bogged down or they're not working as they should, acne shows up in the skin. So the two powerhouses for detoxification, keeping hormones in check, keeping everything we're eating in check, drinking in check are the liver and the gut. So I often see stagnation with that. And that then leads into things like hormonal imbalances, right? Because if we're not detoxing out, those hormones, like we should, we can have estrogen detox or really high androgens. So they all work synergistically together. I see a lot of stress. So adrenal dysfunction, um, cortisol production problems, stuff like that, um, that ties into mindset as well. And then, you know, really bad skincare, putting oils all over your face that are like super poor clogging and not understanding what exfoliation is and what products to use and why those are all super important. And birth control is the probably biggest thing I work with and see either acne caused by birth control or post pill acne for people who have come off without doing the proper prep work. Mm. And I think just on that hormonal birth control component, from what I understand, working in natural fertility and supporting women and coming off hormonal birth control to apply natural contraception or natural fertility methods, they went on hormonal birth control because they had acne. Yes. And, and I think so there that's... was a hormonal imbalance in the first place that was just mm. suppressed for years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you stop it and then it just breaks out and you're like, oh, the imbalance is back. Oh, well, the imbalance was always there. It just, you know, was always being smothered. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And it just goes to show, Meg, thank you for sharing that there's so many different reasons why we may have acne, not just one. And I think a lot of people like to just pinpoint one thing. Oh my God, I've got to break out because I ate all this chocolate at this one time. And it's never always just that one element, is it? It's a combination of a few. Always a combination. I have rarely worked with anyone who it's just been like, okay, heal this. You're good. They all, all those systems work together. Mm. And I have to say, I'm going to call BS and everyone who says that food causes acne, it's a rarity. I've done this a lot. And unless there's an intolerance or an allergy, everything in moderation is generally just fine for everyone with acne. Those claims and sweeping generalizations that just because people have acne, they can't eat gluten, dairy, alcohol, soy, anything processed is just 
plain untrue and has led to a lot of people having a lot of stress and food fear and restriction, which is 10 times worse than eating that food in moderation. No one should go out and eat McDonald's every day. I'm not saying that, but just because you have acne being told you can't have that, it's like honestly just untrue. And if I like as an acne expert, having a very successful practice, I would never tell someone something that would make their acne worse. And Mm. mostly people get better when they start to incorporate those foods in moderation because they feel balanced. They feel they can have a real social life. They can go to a restaurant and be like, oh, I can eat cheese on my pizza if I want to. I can enjoy a glass of wine with a friend versus being on this crazy restrictive diet, usually from a non-specializing practitioner who doesn't treat acne, so doesn't get it. And, you know, is miserable and the acne is going to get worse because you're so stressed. Mm, And that's just one way that stress plays into our health. And I think a lot of us just, and let me know what you see with your patients and clients. I feel a lot of people just think stress is like relationship stress, work stress, maybe study stress, maybe financial stress. And Mm. there's so much more to stress than just those areas. Like you mentioned, restrictive food stress, like, oh my God, what can I eat? I can't eat here. Where else will I be able to get food? If I don't eat food, I'm going to be hungry. And it's just like a, you know, your poor adrenal glands and the, you know, the cortisol that's like skyrocketing. Um, So what is the most, like, I know you mentioned, okay, that's the food. So it's not food. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned the, the detox organs to work with other liver and the gut. So when it comes to eating, and because I feel like a lot of people can definitely make progress with food changes, what is the best, um, and people want to diet, I don't believe in diets, but what is the best type of food that is good and supportive for optimal skin health, or as you call it, glow? Yeah. So again, unless you have an intolerance or an allergy, or you know, like when you eat dairy, you feel like crap and you get a huge stomach ache, like don't eat dairy, then your system is being like, please don't give this to me. But if you don't have that, I believe in a 70, 30 approach to food. So I have a list for my clients of foods to increase, which are not going to be surprising. It's going to be fruits and vegetables and high quality sources of protein and healthy fats and all the good stuff that nourishes us and our hormones. And then there's a list of foods to decrease, decrease, not eliminate, never have Mm. ever again. Things like obviously gluten, sugar, processed foods, soy, you know, to name a few peanut butter is a surprising trigger for, for acne. But again, I'm not saying that you can't have them. I'm just saying, let's have it 30% of the time. So if you know that you're going to go to a dinner party, maybe you just like clean it up a little bit during the week. So you can go enjoy everything that's eaten on the weekend. I find for most people, at least what I do, I'm pretty clean during the week. And then on the weekend, I pretty much eat intuitively and do what I want. And that works really well for me because I feel I have balance. I still feel really good. And yeah, it's just, I can still have a thriving social life without feeling like I have to bring my own food everywhere and be miserable because I actually just want to have the little bit of Parmesan cheese on my pasta. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And it's, it just goes to show the thing I always love to say, Meg, is that it's the things we do every day that count, not the things we do sometimes. And you're probably not having loads of Parmesan cheese on your pasta every single day. So it's those little things, right? That's that 30% that you're talking about. And I feel that 
I notice um, in the men's, like with menstrual cycle health and work that a lot of people are like, oh my God, I can't eat chocolate because if I eat chocolate, it's going to make me break out in my skin or whatever it might be. I'm going to gain weight. And I'm like, it's not the chocolate that does that. It's how you eat the chocolate. It's your body's reaction after you've had the chocolate. So how well you digest it. It's your mindset around it. And I think like it goes back to that three-prong approach that you mentioned, that mindset is just a really important foundation. And without that, you're kind of off balance, right? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And if, if, so Mike, what would happen with my clients who were on those restrictive diets and myself, because when I was healing my skin, every naturopath under the sun, who was a non-specializing practitioner, AKA didn't understand the acne had me go on a candida diet, a gluten-free diet, a dairy. I did every single diet. My skin always got worse. It was the worst time of my life. So when clients are coming to me, what they do and what I did is they were so restrictive. So then when they would have something, they binge. And then it was problematic because then they're eating five chocolate bars at a time or getting McDonald's three meals a day because they're just so high strung. And then they have a taste of something good and it's comforting. And then they go to the opposite end. So it's that binge purge cycle that happens so Mm. much, which is so unhealthy. So yeah, if you're eating a little bit of dark chocolate, even like dark chocolate is healthy. It's got a lot of magnesium. So if we're doing dark chocolate, there's not a lot of sugar anyways. So you're having two squares a night. That's satisfying to you. You don't have to go out and get like five Mars bars because you were feeling that restriction. So, you know, that's the other thing too. That's why the 70, 30 works. Cause it's like long-term sustainable. You can eat that way for the rest of your life. It's not a mm, diet. It's totally. a lifestyle. I love that. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. I always add that the word diet is in diet. Like they have an expiry date. Like it's going to like end and we don't want to end. And so why are we putting ourselves through this vicious stress cycle? Basically today's episode is brought to you by my signature membership program, the well women Academy. Would you love to discover your own menstrual cycle, live with natural fertility and contraception, understand ovulation, master menstruation and live cyclically? Well, I've got an answer for all of your questions. The Menstrual Cycle Membership is here. The Well Women Academy is a monthly membership where together we study things like the cycle, cycle tracking, cycle rituals, natural contraception, the feminine, eating and moving through your cycle, and lots more. Yep, it's the number one place to discover how to end your cycle signs, live in tune with your cycle for good. For less than $2 a day each month, you'll access over 180 live self-paced educational classes and cyclical specific learning modules across a wide range of formats like written, audio, video, and a guided home study. Not to mention every membership gives back with a menstrual cup to menstruators in need. Thanks to our commitment with the COVA project. Join me and women from all over the world inside our private Facebook community and online learning portal. As together, we awaken our cycles, reconnect with our bodies, and you become guided to live more cyclically. Use the code word podcast to receive 50% off your first month. To learn more and join us, head to wellsome.com forward slash academy. Let's talk about hormonal acne, as people call it, but really acne in the menstrual cycle. When you look at the whole cycle and you're looking at the four phases or you can look at the two halves, however you want to look at it, when do you see that the cycle can potentially contribute to acne? Yeah, so usually the most common, and I mean, I've seen it all, but the most common, I would say like 80% of cases, it's either leading up to ovulation or leading into the period. So it's either you have that 
those big spikes of estrogen and testosterone leading up into when you're ovulating and that can be too much. Maybe it's imbalanced. That's a really common time for people. And then the second half of the cycle, are you producing enough progesterone? Are you even ovulating? And do you have kind of an estrogen dominance picture? Those are all things that can lead to like large flare ups throughout the cycle. So a lot of people have both, so they don't have much reprieve. Sometimes it's only on their period and a couple of days after that their skin is okay and clear because all the hormones have dropped mm-hmm. before they rise again. Um, but some have one or the other, and that helps me determine what's out of whack and what we can do to kind of help it. Definitely. And that's when I would encourage for people, if they're wanting to come and work with someone like yourself, Meg, to write on your cycle tracker when you have outbreaks, write down like what type of outbreaks they are. Um, I want to ask about like where on the face, because I think Mm -hmm. location is important of acne, whether it's on your body or on your face or where on your body or where on your face it is, but it can help identify if, okay, is that happening every cycle or is it just like a random cycle here and there, or is it a consistent thing that's happening? And that's a great identifier to be like, Oh, actually, I want to learn more about this. Let me dig in a little bit deeper and get some support. So you mentioned a little bit about the hormones and this is where people label, I feel anyway, oh, I've got hormonal acne. And I'm always like, no shit, you're hormonal. You've got so much going on in your body. But mm-hmm. when we look at the two pre-ovulation and pre-menstruation, just to recap, pre-ovulation, you're talking about the increase of estrogen and testosterone. And if there's too much of that for whatever reason, what's the best thing that people can do to help balance the hormones around that time to support skin health? So I use supplementation with clients for that. So I don't ever feel comfortable doing supplementation on a podcast because it's just like, I don't want someone who actually self-diagnose to then yeah. be like, I'm going to go. I feel very uncomfortable always talking about supplements. Um, so that is you, like, especially if the acne is at that point quite aggressive and it's like, it's cystic, which is normally what we're, what we're dealing with at that point. Um, I do find that you need to have more support, but obviously you would look back at your detox pathways first and foremost, like, are you pooping every day? Like, you know, are you eating the rainbow? Are you eating enough fiber and healthy fat and protein? Like that's all super important to make sure that at least the hormones are getting detoxed the way that they should. And then if it is more aggressive, you would want to work with a practitioner like myself to like help navigate that with the proper supplementation. Like Supplementation, in my opinion, should only be given out by people who have an education around it. It should not be just like a Google search or an influencer said that this helps their acne. It's very dangerous. There's a right and wrong way to use supplementation too. Totally. So starting with those basics of how's your diet, how's your poop been, how's your stress been? Those are all going to impact hormonal health. That's where I would start for both phases of the cycle. Yep. And what I'm hearing when you say that is we're really looking at the detox pathways. So mm-hmm. instead of focusing on like the supplement, the thing that we can add in to fix the problem, we're yeah. actually looking at, okay, what are we doing when it comes to our detoxification? So do you mind sharing some other detoxification signs that we might be toxic? Like I'm thinking bad BO, I'm thinking, you know, whether it's brittle nails or like losing your hair, whether you have, you know, constipation, bloating, what are some other signs that people can look out for to see if they are maybe not having open detox pathways as in the sense that they're not clear and operating and doing their job in a detoxifying way? Yeah. Like skin health is a big one for sure. Hair health for sure. Um, 
like fatigue, like feeling really lethargic, like just feeling like even if you sleep all the time, you can't get out of bed in the morning. You just don't have that energy. Um, but yeah, the mostly I would say digestion is like the number one, like red flag for me. If you know, are you super constipated or are you having diarrhea? Are you having these like symptoms of upset stomach all the time? Um, like liver health is a little, like, you can't like measure it, but you just like, you don't feel good. You don't feel vibrant. You're just like, not, you're feeling sluggish, you know, Mm -hmm. that's sluggish is kind of the word for me. If you're, if you're not, you're not working optimally, you're just feeling sluggish. It's kind of like that feeling when you feel hungover, but you've had no alcohol. Yeah. Like headaches and like, you're waking up so tired and your skin is like just not glowing. It's, it's got that like paler pallor to it, ever, however you pronounce it. Is it paler, pallor? Pale. It, lo- it looks paler as in like, as in the tone of skin. Yeah. But there's like also <laughs> like pallor, like P-A-L-L-O-R, like kind of ghostly. Like it just like, it looks gray. Like it just doesn't look yeah. vibrant, okay. you know? Mm. Yeah. Fl- yeah. It doesn't look flourished, no. you know, flourished or nourished. Um, such great information because I feel a lot of people when they listen to either episodes or do the whole Dr. Google thing, which don't do because oh, don't that, do it. No, don't just, just stop. Crazy. There's so um, many people that are around now with programs to like cut through the Google bullshit, like utilize the expertise. It, it, we live in this world where it's like you, you can find someone on Instagram 10 people who have a program that have already done the legwork and know it and have like before and afters or whatever you're doing testimonials to prove that it works. And instead of Googling, listen to the expert. It's, it, it just upsets me so much because people end up wasting so much time, energy, money yeah. and hurting their health by not investing in something from the get-go that by that point, they probably would have been like healed from whatever they were worried about, you know? And they probably would have spent the same amount of money trying all yeah. the different products, all the different supplements oh, yeah. when they could just get the direct straight to the 100%. end of the line answer. Yeah. Yeah. They would yeah. have spent less if they did the program from the beginning and totally. they would have been there faster. So it's just it like, we got to stop with the Google and we got to stop like thinking that an influencer is, is like a doctor or a nutritionist or a naturopath or is trained to be giving that advice. Right. I'd be very careful. Completely agree. And it really just comes back to the very foundation of like you're worthy and Mm -hmm. invest in yourself. You know, it's your body, it's your health. And I've been saying this a lot lately, but like it's just a bag of bones and we don't take the bag of bones with us, but the bag of bones carries us through the journey. So invest in your bag of bones, you know, like this is the only vessel you've got. Love it. Um, Now, I'd love to ask the question about location of acne because I feel like, all right, if we're identifying that maybe I've got some blocked detox pathways and yes, actually I do get acne pop up around that pre-ovulatory end of that follicular kind of phase time of my cycle. Are there, I think I know the answer to this, but are there locations on your face where acne might show up that can represent different things? So I believe that like hormonal acne is essentially where you would grow a beard and then down your neck and then your chest, your back, your bum. So body acne, that's all related to hormones. Mm. The rest of the face mapping thing is a traditional Chinese medicine tool. And it's not something I believe in after 
doing this for uh, four years, but um, I do a hundred percent. Like when I see hormonal acne, I, I know it's hormonal and I'm never surprised when they say that it's tied with their cycle, but now remember hormonal acne still is connected to detox pathways. So like it's all relative, right? Like hormonal acne is adrenal stuff too. Cause cortisol is a hormone. Like, so we can use this like generalization of hormonal acne being basically your whole lower half of your face, which is where most women break out. Mm-hmm. If it's forehead, it's usually, it's honestly usually rare. If it is forehead, it's usually product related or maybe digestively related, but most women are breaking out in those areas because there's so much that's tied into their hormonal health and something's off or all of it's off. Mm, I love this. I love the, like the explanation of the beard, because I think that's so visual. Everyone's seen someone with a beard before, if not father Christmas, and we know where that is on our face. Um, and it helps like identify, you know, okay, yes, this definitely could be hormonal. So that's a little tip for everyone who's tuning in. Um, awesome. Now you mentioned products. It's a whole massive marketing world out there. When it comes to products, same with supplements. And I know that when I remember when I was younger, let's just say teenager, been menstruating for about a year, probably breaking out in acne, naturally going through puberty. Those things can happen as the body is shifting and changing. Standing at the aisle with my mom in probably the pharmacy or the grocery store being like, I need a product that's going to like make this acne go away because I'm so self-conscious of it. And there's just so much to choose from. And everyone's like, no, but my product's the better product. And no, this product's the better product. Help us understand healthy products for a healthy skin. Honestly, it just comes down to ensuring that the products don't have pore cloggers. And I've been reviewing client skincare for four years, like I said, and it's rare that anyone sends me a routine that's not full of stuff that's not acne safe. And I'm talking major brands, um, things that are touted by dermatologists like Cetaphil, CeraVe. My God, I do not not understand how CeraVe gets the a good rep. It is garbage. It is garbage product. Um, but I include a pore cloggers list in my free guide, which people can grab at any time. And honestly, first step, cross-reference every single product, including your hair products and your laundry detergent, anything that's touching your face, your pillowcase. Think about mm-hmm. that. Hair, hair stuff running down your face in the shower, running down your back in the shower. You'd be surprised cross-reference all those, see what you come up with. Most of it's probably going to be unsafe. Um, that's the starting point. And then Great foundation. I have a list of product that I've done the legwork for you that is really easily accessible um, in all my programs. But the pore clogging thing is just like, it's so easily avoidable. It's one of the biggest mistakes I see people making when they still have acne is they are still using pore clogging and stuff, or they're not understanding how to put together routine. And that's also okay. You don't have the expertise. You're not supposed to know, like you didn't, who taught you that, right? You're just, that's not in the curriculum at school. (laughs) No, you're just going off of some influencer that like says this changed her life. And so then you're using that too, but your skin's not her skin. You can't see her skin. Like maybe she had really oily skin. So she's okay to tolerate retinol and acids every other day. Maybe you can't like skin is individual. It needs to be treated as such. The body's individual needs to be treated as such. Comes Same thing with supplements, same thing with diet, same thing with mindset. Everything needs to be individualized to the person. And so when it comes to skincare, it can't be this like generalized one size fits all approach to acne. You need to pick and choose the things that work and feel best for your skin. So I obviously dive into this in all of my programs. Um, mm. So that would be honestly where I would send people next. 
Awesome. So you mentioned about the guide, about the, 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 the poor cloggers. Where can people access that? So it's just, my free guide would be like in my Instagram link bio. So they, okay. they should be able to, to get that super, super easily. Um, and then I think it's on my website as well. Okay, cool. Well, I'll pop those. I normally ask everyone in the end, like, how can we connect with you? But you've just shared yeah. with us. So thank you. So I'll pop yeah. those links in the, in the bio, um, not in the bio, gosh, in the show notes. Um, what is your handle on Instagram? Yeah, so it's the Get Glow, Get Glow Method, where I know the Get Glow Method. And then my website's www.getglowmethod.com. And um, yeah, I also have a foundations guide, which basically is a very intro level guide. It's 99 bucks. It goes through all my skincare favorites, all my mindset exercises, two weeks of recipes, supplement recommendations, kind of just everything you need to know about like getting into holistic health. And I'm happy to offer your followers 25% off as well. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. I'm sure people would really, that kind of like gets you started, spend the money instead of doing the whole Dr. Google for six hours at 1030 at night, just invest in yourself. So what is it? $99, $25 off that $75 Canadian, I I would imagine, because you're in Canada or US. Um, yeah. Same, same, kind of. Um, that's a really great investment. Most people would spend way more than that on a, one singular skincare product or one supplement 100%. anyway. Yes. So yeah, like I'm all about investing in your health, like massively. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think back to, you know, I run a retreat in India every year um, and a Panchakama cleansing retreat. And oh my God, the skin practices that they do for like bringing your detoxification pathways really open are just amazing. And it's like $285 a day for 14 Mm. days. I'm like, I'm happy to spend that to be cared for hand and foot by a medical team, by a chef team, by a beautiful villa, everything and invest in yourself. Like it's your body. You have it for life. Um, enough, enough of my rant. That's amazing. I'm going to pop those links and that code for that discount in the show notes. so Everybody can access that. Now um, we're almost out of time, but I would like to ask you still about hormonal birth control. We talked about that, you know, towards the start of our chat and you were on it for a long time. I was on, on it for a long time. It acts a little bit like a Band-Aid. How do, or how does hormonal birth control contribute to acne? And what can we do as a process of transition coming off hormonal birth control if we're like, oh, I'm really, and I hear this all the time, Meg, all the time. People are more concerned about how their body's going to react to coming off hormonal birth control than what they are concerned of falling pregnant. And if that's the reason why they went on hormonal birth control. And how can we transition off hormonal birth control in a way that supports our skin? Yeah. So hormonal birth control suppresses natural production of your own hormones. So obviously as women who cycle through different phases and have different peaks and valleys of hormones, and those are the, that's how we're supposed to be. Those are the creatures we're supposed to be, you know, that's problematic in and of itself. And it also is at the end of the day, medication. So it's still harsh on the gut and the liver, which again, we talked about being two powerhouses. So those two powerhouses are now overburdened trying to detox out all this excess synthetic hormone. So it can really lead to things like estrogen detox too, with synthetic estrogens. It also depletes all these amazing vitamins and minerals that are for skin health and hormone health. So we wonder why we have problematic skin on the pill and coming off the pill. So there is a right and wrong way to transition. Um, it is my specialty, but it's just a lot more complex than I could 
share on a podcast. So I do, I have a program specifically for that as well, but the idea behind it is prepping your body for a couple months, bringing it as much as humanly possible back into balance. And then working with uh, someone like myself to use natural supplementation to balance the hormones out post birth control. And also ensuring your skincare is where it needs to be, your stress management and mindset are where it needs to be. So you have to have kind of that trifecta of healing to come off the birth control pill. I'm happy to say I have 100% success rate with doing it. None of my clients have ever broken out in cystic acne. Um, so there, there is a solution. There's no need to fear it. You just have to like it. We keep talking about invest in yourself, invest in the right thing from the get-go and you're never going to have to worry about it. There's zero fear then. Mm, and by doing that, and like we've been talking about investing in yourself, you don't just learn for that time, for that transition, you learn for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, this is the best investment. It's better than school curriculum, you know, because you're learning about your health and your well-being. And I'm like, I'm all for it, Meg. So thank you so much for sharing. Um, do you have anything else that you'd like to share about acne, the menstrual cycle, the link between before we wrap up and ask you the final podcast question? like, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to drive home that it's not just taking a supplement. We need to like, look a lot more connected and deeper to that. And I think there's a lot of like buzzwords that get thrown out with hormonal acne and influencers and what have you like, just take dim. Like it's not that simple, but we also don't have to overcomplicate it if you're doing it with the help of someone who's looking at it from an acneic expertise lens. Um, and it's also a really difficult journey to navigate alone. Like how much information did we get about our menstrual cycles in health in grade six, like zero, we were told we could get pregnant every day of the month. Like we don't, we're not educated. So, you know, I went to school for it. You went to school for it. We became educated to then be able to help people like you. And, and that's the goal, right? Is to get that education out, but also support you guys in whichever way that we can, but it's not up to you to navigate that alone. Like that's way too difficult. You don't, you just don't have that education to do so. So once I think, you know, I always just say like, stop navigating it alone and just like reach out for the help. That's like so abundantly there and makes people like me and you, like nothing makes me happier than helping a client transition off birth control and get their lives back, get their confidence back. Right. It's, it's such an easy thing for me to do versus you struggling through five years of it, spending so much money on the wrong things. Right. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I think the biggest takeout takeaway from what you just shared, Meg, is you're not alone and you don't have to be alone. You don't have to do it alone. So ask for help and support. Um, oh, even if that's starting with free guides and then buying a yeah. basic guide and then going from there. So Meg, thank you so much for being here. I have a final podcast question and I'm really excited to hear your response to this. I want you to think back to your younger menstruating self. So you getting your first period. What are three things you wish you had have known then that you now know today? Periods are a good thing. Mm -hmm. They're a measure of our health and can really give us a window into how we're doing in all aspects of our life, whether that be stress, whether it be hormone health, whether it be detox pathways, um, don't go on the pill because that will just serve you a lot of issues in the future. Um, and I think just be more curious to understand it more, you know, like 
I had no idea at 12 that there were different phases, like what hormones really were, um, that a healthy period and ovulation were just like truly like the epitome of optimal health for women. Right. And it's still something I think a lot of women don't understand even in their thirties because we're totally. just not taught. So, you know, it's something that I really hope will change and it will be taught in schools in like a really proper curricular way. But for now it's, it's a good thing to have a healthy period guys. It's the best. Mm-hmm. I second all of that and welcome period ed. That's what we need alongside sex ed. And uh, even though it's not the school's responsibility to teach on menstruation, it provides a really good opportunity for learning through school, but also parents learning and learning how to communicate oh, yeah. because, you know, often adults weren't taught either. So they can't on teach that information. But Meg, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your beautiful time with us and also all of your wisdom, your acne wisdom, your skin health wisdom. It's been really beautiful and I'm sure everyone's really received a lot from it. Thank you for having me. It was great. Thank you so much for tuning into every episode of the Well Woman Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. If this episode excited you, please hit follow on Spotify, which means all of my episodes will pop up in your feed weekly so you never miss a weekly drop. I'd love you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. Love this episode? Come and follow me over on Instagram at wellsome underscore Gemily. Say hi and share what you've taken away from this episode with me. Now, is there a bestie, sister, or a friend who you know who might be fed up, frustrated, and confused with their cycles? Are they ready to join you in awakening their cyclical essence too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your socials, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to them. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our cycles. Now, until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.